Hello. Hi. We're still doing it. Day eight, 31 days of podcasting. The show is called Liz Gets Loaded. My name's Liz and I want to get loaded the money kind. But seriously, I talk about money and anxiety and my feelings. It's a lot less about math than you might think. But today, what I want to talk about is kind of math. Not really. It's still like mostly emotions. So I shared on the podcast that we are going down to a one income household. I live in a household with two adults and my other adult uh, was having a really terrible, awful time at work and decided to take a voluntary severance package. And I have a whole episode about that. If you'd like to listen, it's episode 523, 5.23, just from maybe 10 episodes ago. And the good news is that that severance just deposited. And I was happy about that. There's a little bit of bad news there. I was really mad about this. Oh, I was I, I'm like slightly less mad, but I think I'm just going to be mad about this for a long time. So the severance deposited, which is great. It deposited the first week of January. If it had deposited the last week of December instead, we would have paid a lot less in social security taxes after you've paid. I forget the exact dollar amount, but it's something like roughly $9,000 in the year in social security taxes. You don't have to pay it anymore until the calendar year resets. So the calendar year reset. So an extra couple thousand dollars got taken out of this payment, which like, I don't know. I'm just... I'm annoyed about it. But anyways, that's not what I want to talk about today. What I wanted to talk about today was like, we got this chunk of money and there were three things on my mind that we could do about it. And I also posted this in Instagram stories. So you might've also already read about this. You might've weighed in because I posted a poll because I really enjoy like the validation of other people, (laughs) either validating my opinion or forcing me to think through like, okay, well, this is not what everyone else thinks. So like, why do you think that? I find those Instagram polls, I, I, I find them incredibly helpful. They're not just for fun. Like they really have changed my mind on some things or they've made me like think harder. Like I just, I think it's helpful. Okay. So with this chunk of money, I was like, Ooh, I don't know what I want to do. There's three things I want to do. Which one should I do? Option number one, leave it right where it is. Leave it in the bank because we've gone down to a one income household and it makes sense to have extra cash in the emergency fund. Right? So it would also be earning interest. I use Wealthfront. I'm getting five and a half percent interest on cash right now, which is why that is like wild times to me. So we could just leave the money in the bank. We have roughly six months of living expenses in cash right now, like sort of not bare bones living expenses, not living the high life living expenses, but like, you know, don't cancel Netflix, but like, don't go buy a new iPad just because you feel like (laughs) expenses basically. And this would have brought us up to more like eight months ish. And I feel like that would be a good decision. That would be like a wise thing to do. Building your emergency fund, never a bad idea. That was option one. I will point out just like a tiny nerdy math detail. Five and a half percent on your savings is great. And you have to pay income tax on the interest that you earn through your savings account. So it really effectively ends up being less than five and a half percent, right? Like assuming you're paying an effective 25% tax rate on that ends up being like four something percent. So anyways, that's option number one it in the emergency fund. Option number two is pay off our car. So we bought a new to us car last April, I think. I've talked about it a lot. I love her. Her name's Carmen Electra. She's an EV. She's an e-tron. If you're curious what we bought, uh, we bought her used. So she was a 2019. And I honestly actually don't remember the like sticker price, but with taxes and fees and everything, she was like 
50, I want to say it was like $57,000, $58,000, something like that. And I don't like having a car loan. So I took out a loan because I didn't want to necessarily spend all of that cash right away, but I've been paying it down. And so I think the balance on the car loan is about $17,000. Actually, I can tell you $17,522.44. So we could use the severance money to pay off the car and still have money left over. The interest rate on the car is almost the same as what we're getting in savings. It's the interest rate on the car is 5.45. And okay, so here's some pros and cons to doing that one. One, the biggest pro, I hate having a car payment. I just hate it. I don't like it. It just has always bugged me. Like I've always tried to pay my cars off early. Always. This is like my third car. (laughs) And it's we're paying interest on it, right? Like five and a half percent. It's not nothing. So we're paying interest on this debt, which I don't love. We also, we've been paying off extra. So like I've been paying a couple thousand dollars a month towards this loan. And then when I come online to do my spending recaps or even just to do it with us, like, okay, what, how much did we spend? What was our savings rate? I feel like it's just always throwing the numbers off. Cause I'm like, well, like 5,000 of that was paying towards the car. So it's not really like spending. It's just kind of trying to pay this debt off sooner. So do I count it as spending? Do I not? Like just feels like this weird expense that's throwing off my calculations. So I like being rid of it for that reason too. I also haven't looked at it that closely. I know you can have kind of a lower level of insurance on your car once it's paid off. I actually don't know if I would do that just yet, just because it's still new-ish. And I think you can take off like the comprehensive insurance, which means like them paying for your car or the damage. I don't know. I'd have to think about that, but I know it, it like becomes an option, right? And then also it frees up like the car payment, like the minimum car payment was like 900 something. We've been paying at least a thousand dollars on it per month and then usually putting extra cash towards it each month. And so in a way, getting rid of like a $1,000 bill each month lowers our monthly expenses. And in a way it pads our emergency fund automatically because our emergency fund doesn't have to go as far because we've now lowered our monthly expenses by about a thousand dollars. But that's kind of, it's not a great argument because of the way our car loan is structured. It doesn't really let you make like principal payments. It just kind of lets you pay ahead. So like in a true emergency, we could just stop paying our car payment because right now it's like, oh, your next payment is due like June of next year or something. Again, because we paid ahead on it so much because we were trying to pay it off sooner. So I think those are the reasons to pay off the car. Like it feels good, lowers our monthly expenses kind of, and we wouldn't have to pay interest on this debt anymore. The downside to paying off the car is like in an emergency, you can't eat your car. You can't live. Well, you could live in your car, but like we're not going to. It's not a liquid asset, right? So in case of emergency, you can't use it that way. It also is like a depreciating asset, right? So which brings me to option number three of what we could use this money for would be to invest it to max out both of our IRAs. So $7,000 each, that's $14,000. And then we would have cash left over that we could either put towards the car or leave in emergency savings still. So if you have extra cash and like all your debts are paid off, your monthly expenses are covered, you know, investing it is generally the conventional wisdom is that's the right thing to do. I mean, of course, the pros to investing that money is it can start its journey in the market, right? Time in the market beats timing the market. So like the earlier you can get money invested, the better. It's not really a downside to using the money for that. I mean, once you put money into a taxable brokerage, it's not like super easy to get it back out if you ever need it in an emergency. But with a Roth IRA, it actually it's easier than most. So those are the three options. Option one, leave it in the bank, pad the emergency fund. It's earning five and a half percent. Option two, pay off the car, free up like a thousand dollars a month in the budget and be back to like officially debt free aside from the mortgage. And option three, fund our Roth IRAs for 2024. I will, you can probably guess what I did. (laughs) I don't 
think I'm that hard to read. I don't have much of a poker face. Let me tell you what I didn't do. So I decided not to fund our IRAs yet. I am expecting some other cash coming in soon that I think that we can use to fund our Roth IRAs. My annual bonus should get paid out in Q1. I don't ever count on my bonus money and I don't know exactly how much it's going to be, but I'm hoping that it's going to be enough to fund both of those IRAs for both of us. We're also going to file our taxes soon and I think we're getting money back. I don't have a great idea there. I'm usually really good at checking in using a tax calculator throughout the year. So I have a ballpark idea of what I'm getting back. I did not do a great job at that in 2023. I was just off my game a little bit. I've done some rough calculations. I think we'll probably each get maybe like $2,000 back. So we've got that money coming in. And then we do still need to sell our old car. Have not done it. Um, I think when I actually get to it, I'm expecting we'll get maybe $8,000. Okay. I kind of lost, I lost my train of thought a little bit there. My whole point was that like, this isn't the only sort of extra dollars that we have coming in, if that makes sense, to fund these like three things that I want to do. And so I decided not to leave the money in an emergency fund. One, we already have about six months of living expenses. And two, and this is definitely like not financial advice because the conventional wisdom is like, you got to have your emergency fund in cash. You never want to dip into your investments in an emergency because the worst thing could happen. You could have to pull money out of your investments when the market is down. I, at this stage in our financial journey, we are more than 70% of the way to the net worth I would want us to be at in order to early retire. And so like the point of investing all this money is actually for it to be living expenses at some point in the next like maybe five years or so. And so I actually don't feel like it would be that weird for us to pull money out of investments in the case of an emergency. Like theoretically, our entire net worth could be an emergency fund. Like if we somehow had to go through all of our cash, we could take money out of a taxable brokerage. You can always pull out Roth IRA contributions. Like if things really got really, really bad, we could, you know, take money out of a 401k and pay a penalty. And really, if it got that bad, the difference between having six months and eight months is like probably not making the difference there. It feels a little bit precarious to be only having one income right now, but I think that my job, as far as I know, is pretty stable. I don't anticipate I would be like fired or laid off anytime soon. The bigger risk would be a health issue. Like if I couldn't, if, if suddenly, you know, I got in an accident or developed a health issue and couldn't work. So that's definitely a risk. But when I think about when I weigh those risks, I think that I'm okay from an emergency fund perspective. And that's like exciting. Actually, I have in my life had a lot of of anxiety around money specifically. And so to feel like, no, I'm good, actually, that's huge for me. So I find that very exciting. So we're not going to leave the money in the emergency fund. And I'm not going to fund our Roth IRAs because again, I'm thinking that I can do that out of a bonus or like I like doing it as just one lump sum, mostly because we both do backdoor and it's just easier to do that that way. But we could also just, you know, like a lot of people do it, set aside a couple hundred dollars every month. Like that doesn't have to be funded in one lump sum. We could just pull Pull it out of cash at some point if we wanted to. We could start saving for it. There's there's other ways that we could do that. So you're doing the math. Not going to do option number one. Not going to do option number three. The winner is paying off the car. And you know what? I already did it. <laughs> I hadn't done it when I posted the Instagram stories. I really was curious to get other people's opinions. Like my mind was open, like, mm, this is kind of where I'm leaning, but maybe someone is going to convince me to do otherwise. And so that was the most popular option actually in the poll was like pay off the car. I think one, you know, because it's earning interest, it's a debt that's we're having to pay interest on because it's freeing up money in the budget and because it has like this emotional component. Like I just hate it. And it's okay to make emotional decisions with your money. We all make emotional decisions with our money every single day. If we didn't know, no one would ever have like 
curtains or chocolate bars or big emergency funds or pay off their mortgage earlier, all kinds of reasonable things that people do every single day. So I don't know if you can hear these squeaks. I'm sitting on this chair. I really like this chair. It's the Piper Song chair. I posted about it before. It's the like 50 ways to sit in this ergonomic chair. And I like it. But sometimes when you move around, it makes a squeaking sound and it kind of sounds like a toot. I get embarrassed. So if you hear that, that's what it is. Anyway, so I posted online about it. I thought about it. We had a conversation about it. We sat down and talked about all the things that I just went through with you, the reasons, the pros and cons for these options, other expenses that we think that we probably have coming in, our budget on the whole. Like we're, as I've mentioned before, we're totally fine living on just my income. Like with Everything funded to kind of normal levels, meaning the budget includes our normal grocery spending. It includes, you know, like $50 budgeted for clothes and $50 budgeted for electronics and still getting our house cleaned and setting aside some money each month for travel. And like, just, you know, not of, I keep using the example of like, go out and buy a new iPad just because you want one. Cause I kind of want a new iPad because I just got a pencil to use with my iPad and I'm really enjoying it. But now I kind of want the new pencil that just magnets to the side and this one doesn't. And that would mean I'd have to get a new iPad. And so we're in a place where I'm like, I probably should not just go buy a new iPad because I feel like it. That's where we are in the budget, but like we're comfortable. So, okay, sorry. I'm getting off track here. My whole actual point was to tell you where we are budget wise on one income. So with everything budgeted to normal levels, still going out to eat, living a normal life, but like probably not booking any big vacations, not buying a new iPad. We have like, oh, I can't remember the exact number. It's, it's, something like $500 left over per month. And of course, if we decide to skip things, like we don't buy any new clothes this month or we don't buy any new electronics this month or we like don't use our full budget for electricity or something, then we'd have extra money left over. And with having the car paid off and you know that, that kind of cushion in the budget goes from about $500 a month to about $1,500 a month, which to me feels a lot more comfortable because there's always something, right? There's always a car repair or a home repair or a medical bill. Although that budget that I was talking about already has, I think I budgeted like $300 a month for medical stuff because we just have been just stuff's breaking left and right in these bodies lately. So, okay. These are supposed to be short episodes. This is kind of a longer one, but it's also posting on a Monday, which is like my normal day for a normal episode. So I kind of felt fine about it. That's all I got. Thank you for listening. If you have thoughts, please send them to me in a DM on the gram. That is the quickest way to find me. If you would have made a different decision, if you would have made the same decision, you let me know. If you like listening to this podcast, feel free to leave a review or tell a friend or tell me or just quietly enjoy it to yourself. It's totally up to you. Okay. Thank you. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye. 